Well, was there anything I forgot as far as announcements? I'm just thinking through all those different things. VBS, did I do a good enough job on that, Edward? Be thinking. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. It, we had 60 kids last year for VBS, right? And we're praying for more. Um, we've had some interesting contacts with some of those children even afterwards this past week even, and, and we may touch on that. But uh, us as a church have to support this, and it's an all-ages thing, whether it's a, a quiet chair in the corner explaining a verse or it's another set of eyes keeping an eye on bathrooms and whatnot making sure the boys wash their hands and all that different stuff. But uh, be, thinking, be thinking intentionally. And, and you don't have to necessarily help all week, right? If you can give us a couple, couple nights and whatnot there, it, it's really something that we can apply ourselves to. So prayerfully be considering that. Um, I, I did feel like I rushed through that. And again, the meeting will be next week. The new uh, daily breads are out there on the front for March. Uh, I forgot that they end in February, the small ones, so make yourself available to those. Anything else? We're good to go? Okay, let's open the Bible to, to John chapter 1. And uh, we're, we're, I only have a couple minutes, and then Wayne's going to come and share. But uh, John chapter 1, it, it, those four verses we, we looked at, um, 19 to 21, and the questions, who are you? Right? And, and I asked myself the question, who are we as a church? It's an important thing to, to figure out. It's an important thing to be aware of. It's an important thing to know what we're part of. And that question of who are you and what do you, what do you say about yourself? If we were to have someone come into our church and ask that question, what do you say about yourself, how would you respond? It's, it's an important part of thinking. So let's just read those four, four verses again and, and we'll collect some thoughts out of it. Now this is the testimony, verse 19. Now this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. And then they said to him, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? I began thinking through um, the message of John, and we know that John the Baptist was sent before Christ. Right? He was sent before Jesus with the message of repentance and that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare your hearts. Jesus is coming. So we know John the Baptist went before who is supposed to follow? Well, we have to, we have to start considering the Great Commission. And in light of Wayne coming up, I, I started there mowing. And let's turn there. I don't want to assume that we know where that's found. Matthew chapter 28. Turn there with me. Matthew chapter 28. John the Baptist went before Jesus. Who's supposed to go after with the message of repentance? The message of of getting right with God. The message of Jesus is coming again. We need to have a relationship with God. The Great Commission is found uh, in Mark 16, 15, Luke 24, 46 to 47, and Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But we're most familiar with the one in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. And it says this, 
Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. There is a, a definite command, and we know Jesus was speaking to the apostles, right? And he was telling the apostles to go, go out, right? And, and baptize, all right? They're preaching a, a message of, of that Jesus Christ has come. He's paid the price. They're to go out with that, the message of the gospel, make new believers, baptize them, bring them to that place of, of confession, Bring them to that place of identifying with Christ. Last week we looked at the old nature being cast off and putting on that divine nature, partaking of Christ's nature, that new nature in Christ, and turning from the old man and and stepping into our new life in Christ, baptizing. The apostles were to go um, and disciple and equip and train. Uh, bring, Bring the people, the new believers, to a place of obedience to the authority of Scripture. This was the beginning of the churches. The apostles were to go in and begin the churches teaching these things, and then the churches themselves take on the Great Commission. The churches themselves take on the the preaching of the Gospel, that, that we're sinners, we're separated from God, that Christ came and He died on the cross. He shed His blood as payment. We shared this last night with the, at Harvest House, right? And that when we recognize that we're sinners, that we, we turn to Jesus, we ask, we repent, we ask for forgiveness of our sin, and we place our faith in Christ, and we turn from our old man, and we take hold of Christ. We step into that relationship with God through Christ. And then our job begins. Right? We, 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 we teach baptism. I mean, we're commanded baptism, so, so we baptize them. Us as a church, we support those, those folks that have committed their lives to Christ. And then we disciple. And then we equip. That's an important part of the local church. Then we train. And then we send. Right, and I was thinking, I was thinking about Wayne and, and sending. We'll get there in a second. I, I'm going to get too fast, but that is that is. These are the the indicators of a healthy church. When a church is is functioning and, and we're, we're we're being spirit led and Christ is the center of our ministries and the center of our teaching and the center of us gathering Sunday mornings and when the doors are open, this is the indicator of a healthy healthy church. What is the church? Right? Uh, we, we go through this with the SWAT kids all the time there. It comes out in Ephesians and Philippians. Right? What is the church? Is it the building? Is it the walls? No, it's the believers. It's God working in the lives of the believers. The ministry, it's, it's Christ working through individual believers participating in the going. Right? It doesn't have to be foreign missions. I mean, foreign missions is an important part. But it's the individual believer participating. It's us going. It's us, it's us committing. It's us professing. It's us helping each other in the, the baptism that we teach. It's us discipling. It's us equipping. It's us teaching obedience to the authority of Scripture. So all that being said, 
I'm sitting there in, in my office and I'm reading through John chapter 1, right? And I'm thinking to myself, there's John the Baptist, camel hair, leather belt, eating locusts. Why are you smirking at me? Oh, yeah. I like the bearded picture of John the Baptist. <laughs> but think about it. There's John the Baptist. He was committed to preach a message before Christ. Right? That was his commission. He was doing that. And you have people, spiritual people. You remember last week? No, they weren't spiritual. They thought they were spiritual, right? The, the Pharisees. All right? They were doing their own thing. They had their own report card made up. They thought they were spiritual because they did these things. They're sending people to John, verse 19, asking the question, Who are you? Right? Verse, verse, verse 22, Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? And as I pictured John the Baptist and that message, I began thinking of Wayne, and I wrote in my notes, not because of the way you dress, or not because of what you eat, but I was thinking to myself about you standing out in the Dominican. Right? John the Baptist stood out, and they're asking, who are you? In the Dominican, you would have stood out like a sore thumb in many different situations, and we'll hear about that. But you were taking the message of the gospel, you're taking the message of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. He was taking that out. They would have been asking the question in most scenarios, who are you? I was thinking about the women receiving those dignity packages that we put together. And you can picture there the, the outreach team handing them out going, who are you? Why are you doing this? The children receiving medicine and, and the different things that you took with you, right? And the, and the candy and, and even just the love. I'm thinking of the mission trips I've been on. Just the hug and the, the, the time you spend with them. Asking the question, who are you? And I began thinking, and I've heard enough about the trip, Wayne, and, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I thought towards the response of the missions trip that they went on. We are the ones with the message following after Jesus. Right? We're, we're the ones taking the great commission overseas. John the Baptist went before. We are the ones that come after. We are the church taking the gospel to the nations. Right? This year we sent one. Next year I hope we send more. Right? But we're the church training and equipping and sending. We are the ones giving testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ and God's mercy and goodness. Right? That's who, that's who we are. That's what we were part of. And then again, as you... I always say I sit in alone. I don't sit in the office. Well, I, I guess I do sit in alone in the office quite a bit. But um, quiet moments are important. But I began thinking as well the different stuff that we've been involved in as a church, whether we know it collectively or not. I began thinking of the, the middle schoolers' faces as Chris and I went in and, and took part in our first campus fire at lunchtime. Right? You walk into the, the community school. Now, most some of those kids that gather in the, the grade 6 room, they, they, know, they know who Chris and I are from, from different involvement, VBS. Right? They know who we are. But the teachers don't know who we are. They see me standing there with a Bible in my hand, and they're asking that question, Who are you? Why, why are you here? Right? It's a, it's a neat thing, and I should mention there that one of the, one of the girls that attended that campus fire um, attended our VBS, 
And we weren't sure where she was, she was standing there with her decision, and, and her and her father and two siblings came here that next Sunday morning. Okay? She said, hey, Jeremy, hey, Jeremy, right? That's something that we're part of. That's pretty cool, right? Mark Duran says she's very involved in those, those services. I began thinking about the Harvest House ministry. Folks, some of them are saved. Some of them are unsaved. Some of them are very, very unsaved. <laughs> some of the conversations you have. But all walks of life, and we walk in there as a church, right? And then some of it is the food, but we come in and we're different. They ask the question, who are you? I can only imagine. Sometimes I ask that. <laughs> who are you, right? Why are you doing this? And the answer should be, it's because we're commanded to. This is, this is the gospel working in our lives, and we're taking the Great Commission out in these ministries, and those conversations definitely reflect it. This is our church family. Cookie exchange, right? I had no idea what, what the cookie exchange was. I, I knew that you were having one, but when you got up and explained it, that's something to be excited about. Um, this church was involved in Student Appreciation Week, right? We made cookies. Um, the, the call went out for 600 cookies, and each student at the public school got a cookie as part of Student Appreciation Week. Now, Mark Duran was telling us that as the teachers were handing these cookies out, he referred to it as there was a buzz in that staff room. The local churches did this? Really? The churches did this for the students? That's, that's pretty cool. That, that's, again, that, that's part of the commission. All right? they're, they're seeing who we are. Staff in the nursing home, um, they're hearing and seeing as we visit our loved ones. We had a message on, on what message? No, there was a message. We had a service on Wednesday where we have to have it out in the lobby now because there's a yoga class in where we normally have it, there in the sunroom. Now, I know they're having staff meetings, and I know one of the doors was open, so I prayed loudly, as I normally do, and I sang loudly, and they heard a gospel message. All right? That's something that we're part of. I could keep going on hospitals, um, us as, as church families supporting there and some of our, our hurting loved ones. Our Coldstream Baptist Church is in the community. But then how do we, how do we incorporate all that Sunday mornings? Right? And I do have a direction here. How, how do we communicate or how do we know all that's going on Sunday mornings? How do we, how do we stimulate that? And the question this morning that, that I just wanted to, to put out there is, again, who are we? Who are we as a church family? How are we growing? How, how do we know we're growing? What are we part of? It's nice to know what we're part of as a church, isn't it? Right? What, we're, what we're involved in, how the different ministries are going, it's nice to know that. What is God doing in the church? And what are we excited about? You think, you think about that for, for a couple seconds. I can't answer those questions as pastor. I can't, I can't tell you guys what you're excited about, what, what you're involved. I can, I can um, relay the information, but that's something that you folks need to do up here. Does that make sense? That, that's something that you folks need to, to be excited about and show your church family about, which means that we need to see more people up front. 
right? which means that we need to see more people sharing what God's doing in their lives up front. And I just wrote some of these things. We need to see more, inv- or, pardon me, more involvement of church leadership up front, more involvement of our committee chairpersons up front letting us know. We need to see more involvement of our ministry directors and leaders, right? Edward up here giving the announcements himself. Um, Sunday school, junior church. Um, More updates, more testimonies, more announcements from our ministries. We need to try some different approaches for our young families and our children. It's something that we, we need to start participating in. Now, I mentioned... I mentioned, I think this was back in October with my notes, I mentioned the deacons to start prayerfully considering about um, expanding our service. Because trying to do some of these things in an hour and 15 minutes, we just don't have enough time. Even this morning we started early and, and I'm already running, I'm ar- running overboard, I'm sorry Wayne, but um, I asked the deacons back in October to prayerfully consider um, a 10.30 service start which will give us an extra 15 minutes for some of these things. Now, in your bulletin, um, I have a half piece of paper. I just want you to take it out real quick. Half piece of paper in your bulletin. At the top half of that page has, has the service order that we're running right now. And, it has, uh, and we have to stick pretty close to it. And, and it's not hard to tell when we have to cut a song because um, different announcements have gone long or different things have been shared, right? But at the bottom half of that sheet, it gives an order of service there of the different things that we can incorporate into the service if we could just have 15 extra minutes at the beginning of the service. And that would involve starting at 10.30. So uh, I mentioned in October, and then we've, we've worked through it, and I think even this morning is a good example. We have a lot of things going on in the church, and we just need that extra 15 minutes. So the church leadership, and, and again, we've, we've decided, and we announced it at the annual business meeting, so it's not a, a secret, but we're going to give it a try, starting March 10th, um, just to incorporate some of those things. Just go back one slide there, Edward. Yeah, 15 extra minutes will give us more time for more church family involvement, more updates, and more testimonies. From, from you folks, so it's not just me up here. Announcements from ministries. Um, once we get a, a flow from, from the different things, them coming up and, and sharing, they can do a lot better job than I can, and, and different approaches for the young families and children. It's going to give us a lot more freedom. So we're going we're gonna to put that into place March 10th. That's, that's two weeks from now. And just like this morning when Tracy said, because I asked Isabella to come up and sing for us, it, she's like, well, I wasn't sure. And, I, you know, and I'm open for suggestions, right? Creative ideas. And uh, I really am excited about the different things that, that we're going to be able to include in that. So who are we? I'm looking forward to finding out. <laughs> 